Hello. Welcome to Dish Knows Nothing. I'm Michael Dishno. Sometimes we'll talk about stuff, and other days we'll talk about things. Some days we're just going to talk about what's on my mind. This is a warning. Thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, there it is. The start of season three of Dish Knows Nothing. Wait. Oh, 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 oh. There it is. Um, welcome. I'm very excited to be back. Uh, if this is your first episode, go listen to the other ones first. Um, I tend to repeat myself, but I'm not going to repeat every single thing I said in season one and season two to, to lead us here. So, uh, you know, this might be a weird first take into the, the podcast, but honestly, it might also be a good one. Um, so we'll just keep rolling with it. Um, but yeah, season three episode one we back um ladies and gentlemen i i clicked record way too soon i was not ready for this oh man all right full disclosure we're gonna jump in to whatever the heck i want to talk about because that is what this this podcast is about um i recorded season one episode or season three episode one three to four weeks ago and I have been discussing with my art department, aka my wife, about uh, album art, or cover art for the podcast. And you got to have that before you put something out. And, uh, well, I uh, didn't have it yet. And I was like, I think I know what I want. I want to sw- switch it up. And I've already posted that at this point. Um, I want to kind of switch it up, have some new art, a little, little new vibe going on, switch up from the previous seasons. Um, and I kind of went back and forth and warred about it because I was like, dude, do I want to do the same thing, but with a different picture, of course, or or do I want to like entirely mix it up and try something different? And I want to try something different. And I'm very excited about the art that finally came about. But by the time it did come around um, to be ready, um, I lost passion and zeal for the first episode that I recorded. So I was like, you know what? No. I got to, I got to redo. That's not good enough. Um, I hardly remember what I was talking about. I also, um, as I was recording it, what was it? Uh, I was like kind of short on time. And so it's just, it's just, you know, just an all right episode. So I'm redoing it and I believe in full disclosure. So I'm, I'm telling you that I'm redoing it in order to do this, but also crazy, uh, part, um, I've already posted that season three comes out at 7 p.m. on July or no, August uh, 15th. And I haven't, and yeah, it's the 14th and I haven't recorded it. So um, fun fact, I posted so that it would force me to do it. I just, I have to. So um, there's that part, but let's dive in. I got some things to discuss I'll start with two things that I think are very important, and then we will get into the carne asada of of the podcast here. Number one, returning sponsors. 
Well, it's just a sponsor. Kasia Randall Jewelry. Guys, I think you can still get 15% off if you order from Kasia Randall Jewelry using the discount code DISHY15. That is D-I-S-H-Y-Y-1-5. And I think, yeah, you can still get a little discount um, by listening to the podcast and using that. So I, I recommend it. I actually do have stuff from her. And uh, I feel beautiful and fantastic when it's on me. Um, blinged out and, and all dripped up, as they say. Uh, so I, I would actually recommend checking them out. There's some great pieces there. She's always kind of coming out with new stuff, I've realized. And I do uh, value that. So check them out. Cool stuff. Always pushing, always grinding, and I <clears throat> respect that. Second thing, song of the day. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. So much has changed since I last recorded the other episode, and I just, you know, we're going to get into it. But the song of the day is Push from Barbie the Movie by, or sorry, Push from Barbie the Album by Ryan Gosling. Oh, man, it's so good. Go give it a listen. I just, I love how, uh, it feels let me say that it's a good one so yeah there it is um so yeah there it is um sorry my voice i need to i need to pause it i'm gonna come right back and you won't even notice there's a difference but i need to fix some things all right that is infinitely better that's exactly what i needed i just added a little things uh here and there make this sound a little bit cooler for me as i am recording it so um the meat the carne asada the podcast is back ladies and gentlemen and i must say thank you thank you for your patience as season two had found a place where it had come to an abrupt break and if you remember in my last episode and you listened, then you might be like, well, I thought you were going to come back with season two. And I honestly, I fully intended to. I was like, I 100% will be back in season two. I don't want to leave it at that. But um, this has no discount to the guests that I have because I honestly really enjoy those times and those conversations that I had with Kat and Ethan. Um, I think that was it. Yeah, I'm going to say that it was. That was it. Um, but I... Ugh, I hated doing video and I talked about it and I think I stopped. I don't remember the exact timeline, but like, I just was done. I was like, I can't do video anymore. I'm, I'm losing my mind, the editing process. And it was so limited, but like having to do anything about video and like cropping it up, making promotions, I think it's great. Cause it's a great way to get out there. But like, honestly, I'm not doing this to get out there. I'm doing it to just provide a little, a little fun and a little outlet for me to just share some things. Oh, but I, I just, you know, season two is just going to be that like sophomore year. Just nope, not great. Moving past it. Um, still some great conversations and topics. The podcast itself, the recordings were cool, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do the video anymore. I don't think I'll ever do the video again. I'll throw this out if anyone wants to do every part of the video for me so that I can just click like upload. That would be great. I'm down but I'm not going to do it. Um, second thing, some, uh, thoughts and expectations for this here, uh, season three, I'm just going to record. I put a lot of rules on season two. I was like, you know, what? I'm going to only do an hour, do it every week. I'm going to record. I'm going to see how long I want to talk. And then I'm just going to record also whenever I want. I'm going to not try to hold myself to a weekly thing. If I do some week over week, great. 
but I'm just going to put episodes out. You can check them out. I hope you enjoy them, but, uh, I don't, I can't hold myself to it anymore. It's kind of, uh, creatively exhausting. Also, you can definitely hear the little, the little thing over here. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to stop that. If your volume was loud enough, you heard the little, uh, the little hum of my fan. Um, I turned it off and now I can't hear it. So that's good. I'm not re-recording though. Um, well, technically I am re-recording, but I'm not re-recording this part of it. So, um, I'm just going to record an ever. I'm going to put episodes out. I'm going to have guests, uh, hopefully moving forward, have some cool conversations and just kind of keep, keep pushing. Um, but a lot has changed. I no longer have a couch in the studio, so I got to work that out, make it comfortable for people to come and talk with me for an hour or two. Um, make it so that, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm I'm getting rid of expectations and I'm just, I want the podcast to be a thing. I had a lot of people asking me like, oh, how's the podcast going? And I had to be like, oh, I'm taking a break, not doing it right now. But uh, not really a great reason other than I'm creatively exhausted and I just had no mental bandwidth because uh, for those of you who know me well and even folks know me kind of well and I've like caught up with, I guess, over the last few months, I haven't been doing too great. Uh, I'd say physically, emotionally, I don't know kind of all the above brain fog, but also just my body's been going through it with some, uh, crazy back issues and doctor's visits and, you know, all that good stuff. And I've had a lot of great support from friends and family, but you know, it's been crazy. The break was needed from season two, but we're in season three. We're just going for it. We're just, we're going to hit it and I hope it's going to be great. But I, I'm, I'm not having rules. I kind of was joking with Alexandra and I wasn't going to do it because, you know, it seemed too topical. But, uh, you know, these are the dog days. That's why Bentley's the thing. Th- these are going to be the dog days. And it's not just because I just watched um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and I heard the song Dog Days Are Over Again. And, you know, I, I shed tears. But, like, you know, I... I, uh, I think these are going to be the good ones and not to say any of the other ones weren't, but I'm just going to loosen up, have a good time. And I hope you love all of the content that we bring. I bring the ones who are with me, bring whoever's bringing it. I hope we're bringing it for you. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I am going to jump into the first thing that I wanted to talk about. And actually technically for what I wrote down, I already have already talked about what I wanted to talk about. So never mind. Because it, I have it written down, we back, and it was just going to be talking about we back, and I basically already did. So, huzzah, guys! This is Dish knows nothing. Um, this is me, Dish, talk about random things. And if this is your first episode, well, good luck, because uh, sometimes we get weird moving forward. So, the first thing I need to address. Oh, now I'm going to do them out of order. No. Y'all ever heard of Gua Sha? Gua Sha is crazy. Gua Sha has changed my life. It is spelt, just in case you were wondering, G-U-A space S-H-A. And it is this little stone. It's a little jade stone. I think it's, I don't know if it has to be real jade, but it looks like jade and it feels cool. But it... Um, it's a technique of face scraping that helps for skin. And I am definitely in my skin care era. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start taking care of myself. 
26 years old. I'm going to use sunscreen. I'm going to use lotion just about every day. Uh, going to gua sha when applicable. I'm going to, I'm going to just really try to take care of myself. But gua sha is crazy. If you do not know, um, I actually noticed a difference. One of the the biggest things I noticed for myself, at least like visibly, is it decreases inflammation, which for myself, um, because I've had a lot of issues with gluten on and off and here and there and all the places in between, um, gluten kind of causes a lot of inflammation for myself. And I think even for a lot of people, it can be inflammatory in general, even if there's no like severe reactions. But when I was gua shaing, like every single day for a minute. And I think there actually, I'm going to say this. I think there's a, a such thing as too much gua sha, but I was gua a ton. I noticed a big difference. Um, I looked, I looked pretty good and I, I still look pretty good cause I still keep it up on the gua sha, but I did notice some decreasing in my inflammation, especially on my face and, and my chin and my neck area. Um, but it's just amazing. And it, you know, it started like my wife was doing it. She's beautiful. And so she beautifies and, everything and you know she was over there guashing and i was like can you do it for me you know she started doing it for me it was like the most calming thing i love to be taken care of oh i love it so much i think my love language is specifically when someone prepares me a plate of food and just hands it to me and i get to eat it that is severely and forever my love language. And I don't know which one that exactly falls into because I think there's arguments for multiple, but that is not this conversation. I have, I think, another uh, episode where I talked about love languages, and this is not that one. Um, so basically, all right, sorry, my asthma is definitely making me, <laughs> give me one second. <sighs> okay. Hopefully that's going to be a little bit better. And so, okay, so here's the deal. Gua Sha is crazy. I would recommend to try it, but look up like some YouTube videos, look up some how-tos. Uh, you can get a Gua Sha that apparently works because I have one like really cheap on Amazon. Uh, I got one with like a little jade roller too, guys. Um, they're great. They are calming. They make me feel beautiful. Um, I looked up here the benefits of Gua Sha, and this is from birdie.com. That is with a Y, ending in I-E. And here's the deal. I'm actually going to take my inhaler because I'm still... Okay, so here's the deal. You can get a cheap gua sha, check it out. Amazon straight up just got one, like, out of nowhere one day. But I'm not going to read this whole thing. But it's basically was one of the first references in classical Chinese medicine in a text called Shan Han Lun, dated 22 CE. That's crazy. Um, this crazy, there's, there's a lot of stuff. I'm not going to go into the history of gua sha necessarily, I realize, but, um, some of the benefits of gua sha, it stimulates circulation. And I will say a lot of these are like, oh, there's like studies that have like looked into this. So it's legit. And like, it actually does something, but, uh, it helps 
produce collagen, which for those of you who don't know, um, like me, I have no clue what collagen is. Um, why do I need collagen? Let's see. Not college, collagen. It helps us form connective tissue, a vital component of our skin, bones, muscles, tendons, and cartilage. If our body doesn't make enough collagen, these body parts lose the elasticity and strength they need to function. Okay, helps you look young. Checks out. Decreases inflammation. I was already talking about that, um, but it can also apparently help temporarily relieve pain and tightness in certain parts of the bodies. Diminishes dark circles. Check that out. You lose in sleep. It could help sculpt facial muscles. So this is the one I feel like I noticed um, where it does talk about, hey, it doesn't get rid of a double chin because it can't target fat apparently, but can help ease puffiness in the short term, which, you know, kind of helps and and uh, <clears throat> part of that sculpting uh, and reducing of inflammation. So, man. Oh, how often should you gua sha? Well, once a week is recommended for gua sha. The frequency of use will depend on the skin type and your skin's tolerance for the method. Hey, once a week. That's interesting. Um, as you start, you can do like two to three times a week, it says. Um, once you get into a routine of performing gua sha on yourself, you'll achieve the best results doing it daily. Dang, daily. At home versus in office gua sha. <laughs> When to avoid gua sha potential side effects. Ooh. Yeah, straight up, you know, don't do it with rashes, sunburns, or blood coagulation issues. Um, could turn your skin a little red. Mine actually does that. I notice after I have gluten because the inflammation, it definitely, like, triggers the redness of the skin. Uh, for me, it has ultimately gone away. I will not say that will happen for everyone. Man, I wish I could record a picture of myself in this audio and you could see my before and after of Gua Sha. However, I did not take one, so I couldn't even post one. But I wish you could just like, as I tell you, you could see it. Because man, Gua Sha is pretty cool. I would check it out, look into it. But I think what it really boils down to is a little bit of uh, that self-care, taking care of yourself, which is the exact same thing I just realized as I said both of those. But, um, you know, doing something a little nice for yourself. And I've I've been practicing that more and more. Um, I think one of the things I would share in light of wanting to be vulnerable on the podcast for no apparent reason, I've been learning a lot. I... I've been learning to cry more. I've been watching Coco and Encanto. Um, I mean, as I mentioned, Guardian of the Galaxy 3 didn't get me that much the second time. Now that I've learned to cry, I was just like, yeah, okay, it's pretty good, but it, it's a raccoon. I love it. But it didn't hit me as much as the second one even did. But so I, I've been learning to cry a little bit more. And I think a part of it is acknowledging and, and, uh, learning more about myself and what I need and what I want and, you know, how I want to express myself, i.e. even a podcast. But like, you know, I think for a long time growing up, I like was like, no, I don't cry. And I mean, even society's very straightforward. I think for a lot of people like, oh, men don't cry. Yeah, for sure. I, I personally for years have not subscribed to like that level or definition of manliness. Um, I think Schmidt says it best in New Girl, uh, something along the lines of like, 
when he's like going up against his brother about who's more of a man, like about the modern man, you know, like that's, it's, it's, it's changed. It's not the exact same as it was. Where it was like, men don't cry, which, you know, to each their own. I respect it. If you don't want to cry, I'm not telling you, you would all have to. I think it's something that you should decide for yourself in, in that event. But, um, you know, I've, uh, I've been learning to cry and I think that's interesting. Um, I think there's a part of it that like certain things are like, oh man, now I can't control it. And I just want to cry whenever. And, and, you know, it's an interesting balance to allow yourself to cry at certain things and not everything that might make your heart warm or cold, whichever, uh, you cry more. I feel like I cry at happier things more often for sure. Um, hence Coco and Encanto, um, great movies, fantastic family oriented stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there it is. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been letting myself cry. I think I could also say, just been allowing myself to, but, uh, there's something to say about what you need and being okay with that. And I think gua sha is one of those things weirdly enough for me, man, gua sha guys, check it out. That's it. I'm moving on. So, uh, on this next one. I'm all tangled up. Oh, no, we're good. Um, on this next topic, I just wrote Taylor Swift. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me first say I did go to the Ares tour. Let me also say I went to the Ares tour again. I went once in Las Vegas back in March. It was fantastic. It was a little last minute when the tour started. And man, did it change my life. It was such a good show. Our seats were pretty solid. Um, such a great time. Little like just over 24-hour trip type of thing to uh, Vegas to go see Taylor Swift and then start driving back home. Um, and then we saw her back in SoFi in LA. We drove out and it was such a great time. Um, such a fun show. Again, even having seen it, I think there were certain things, if I can be honest, like uh, was like, oh, okay, I kind of know what's going on, but like, cause it's, it's not a surprise anymore, but it was still like such a fantastic time. Taylor Swift. I have so much respect for her as, um, even a songwriter as she, uh, apparently writes a lot of, or all of her music. I say I, apparently only because I don't know her personally. And so I can't 100% without a doubt say she writes all of her music cause I don't know her. Um, I'm pretty sure she does. And I believe that she does. Um, but even as a performer, like we've all seen it and heard it, I'm sure if you've followed it in any way she performed, but she like performs for three and a half hours and it's absolutely insane. She just goes on and it's like little breaks here and there, like probably nothing longer than a five minute break. Uh, I didn't have like a stopwatch going for any of them, but like I, I wouldn't even call it a break because it's an outfit change. Like she goes behind the stage you know, two to five minutes later, she's emerging from the middle of the stage in a brand new crazy looking outfit, just looking fabulous. And I think it's, uh, insane. So much respect for her, so many reasons. Um, even just as like, I don't want to, well, I, I don't know, like the, the image of Taylor Swift or the brand of Taylor Swift, I think we're all, we all have our own brand in a sense. So I guess, yeah, the, the brand of Taylor Swift and how well it sells, like the crazy stuff that has gone into, everything like about the tickets the resale value you know her new albums coming out her re-new albums coming out like there's so much into it and i think one of the coolest things i have to share before i dive into what i wanted to talk about specifically with taylor swift about the eras tour is that 
this really cool thing happened to the second one and it wasn't quite a thing when we went to the first one because this tour was just starting but like everyone makes like these friendship bracelets with like song names and everything and um then trades them you go around and you just trade them with people and it's the coolest thing because like um there's this thought and i actually use it uh in reference to Disneyland a lot, where like you could say it at Taylor Swift concert too. Like everyone here knows Taylor Swift. Like we're all here for that reason. And there's like cool things. And I think, you know, that's community and that's that's um there's so many things that can be identified as as such a, a similar thing where it's like, yeah, that thing is that thing and we're all here because of that thing. And we all know it. I don't know who the heck the person is all around me with seventy thousand people at SoFi Stadium packed out six nights in a row. But we all know Taylor Swift and that's why we're here. So like randomly, I'm going to sing with this person and have a good old time. I say that, I've said that multiple times at like Disneyland. Like, it's so weird. We're all here because of Disneyland. People are not as friendly as there because you got to wait in lines and it's not Taylor Swift. But um, that, like the culture of it is so cool. And like people will run up to you and be like, do you want to trade? And you just like trade your stuff and everyone dresses up and it's cool. And it's just this great time. And um I'm still wearing the bracelets. I got one on right now that says Lover because it's my favorite album, which we'll get into. But um, I say this lightly because I know it's not a reality for everyone because it's a weird a weird situation to get the tickets because of how high demand they are. Um, if you can go, go. For sure. To me, it doesn't even matter if you don't really like Taylor Swift. I mean, if you hate her, don't. But you know, if you can like her stuff, like it's a great show. Um, it's actually funny. I'll share the story of how I got the tickets um, this time around. Um, you gotta be like a verified fan through like Ticketmaster, I think. I honestly don't even know. But I guess my wife had me like sign up a while back. And here I am, I'm at work. I get this text. It's like, here's your code for Ticketmaster, Taylor. And I was like, oh, look, it's a scam. For sure. I was like, there's no way this is legit. So I ignore it. An hour later, my wife texts me and she said, did you get a code for Taylor Swift tickets? And I was like, yeah. And... Are you listening or what? Bentley locked himself in the bathroom. <laughs> Bentley? How'd you lock yourself in the bathroom? You just chilling in the bathroom locked in there, buddy? Where'd he go? And then I opened up the door. Watch right Oh, Bentley. You silly guy. He was chilling. What a guy. He got you. Um. So I get this text. I for sure just lost my train of thought. Yeah, yeah. So I get my text. My wife texts me an hour later. She's like, did you get the code? And I was like, yeah, what do you mean? And she's like, send me the code right now. So I send it to her. She's like in queue. She checks it out. And it turns out the only tickets available are um, VIP at that point. (laughs) So we spent a pretty good amount of money. But it was for sure worth it. Uh, they were VIP and we got these extra cool like VIP package um, with some posters and a tote bag, some pretty sick stuff. And so such a great time. Funny that I like got that thing and didn't even realize it was real. That's how they were doing it. But hey, we got tickets. We went again. It was a great time. I want to talk about Taylor Swift because I want to talk about her albums. I want to talk about it. I mean... Just a little history for me, not really for her. I don't know Taylor Swift personally. Again, I'll say that. Be cool if I did. I probably would also, in a sense, know like Jack Antonoff, which would be really cool for me. I've talked about that before. But Taylor Swift, back in August 24th, wait, 
October 24th, 2006, she released Taylor Swift, the album, changed all of our life. We didn't even know it. Um, this is back when she was definitely country. It's funny as I even look at like the, the song list, like I'm like, okay, I think I know all of these songs. I definitely couldn't sing every single one of them, but this was, you know, picture to burn Tim McGraw teardrops on my guitar. Um, stay beautiful should have said no our song and then a bunch of other ones that I, I couldn't tell you how they go but then two years later november 11th she comes out with fearless man this is when she hit us with you belong with me love story fearless 15 hey steven um tell me why you're not sorry the way i loved you forever always the best day change man i'm not even saying all of them but these these are such good songs right taylor swift yeah i think i was young at this point and i was still like oh my sisters like taylor swift when we listened to like some of the pop ones like this is some cool music and i was so young and i was like great i mean when the first one came out i was 10 years old then i turned 12 and then i wish you came with the platinum version lit uh speak now comes out and i am 14 years old actually it came out five days before i turned 14 but i'm learning guitar i'm learning bass i'm learning my instruments actually it might have been a little earlier than that but uh, it's in the early years of me learning instruments okay and i have such fond memories of the speak now album of wanting to learn all those songs and oh i'm playing with a capo and like I feel so cool. I know these chords and I can play Taylor Swift songs. And I just like, you know, I, I, I admittedly didn't recognize them for the beauty that they are. Like, you know, this is like last kiss, long, long live enchanted. But I learned all these songs and like, so good. You know, she just came out with, uh, her Taylor's version of speak now. And it's just like, so cool looking back and you know, her songs will never be as special to me as they are to her as whenever she talks about them or shares about them but like i think that's a cool part about music of course and that's why like i ultimately put out music as well is like the sentimental value whether it's for me or for other people like i, I definitely look at my music as a for sure a whole lot more sentimental for myself <clears throat> excuse me um and i don't think that like anyone else hears and is like oh yeah this is fantastic except for the people who helped make me make it with me um, but I, I think that would be really an honor if someone ever looked at my music and heard it, um, or the music I've made with other people and was like, oh yeah, like that hits me, you know, that hits me in a place where like, I have a sentimental reaction to that. Um, not that I ever think I will be to Swift, but, um, I have that with for sure speak now. Then, you know, I'm in high school, red comes out classic songs like i knew you were trouble 22 and never getting back to we are never getting back together and like those things were crazy everything has changed we said sheeran came out at this time just hit us all that's a 16 album or 16 song album that's crazy um but you know fantastic music what's next let's see Ooh, the deluxe edition even more she's crazy disc two she came out with more crazy and then 1989 comes out in 2014 
these are all around my birthday that's funny um fun fact first album i made under man of mars and released with my friend ethan and my wife alexandra uh came out the same day that i think folklore came out <laughs> on uh jc's birthday uh which is august 6th or <laughs> october 16th back in 2022 or 2020 crazy times um but 1989 comes out style welcome to new york out of the woods there's so many on this one that are great wildest dreams you look back even now they're so re-listenable and she's even coming out with more um oh my gosh she's an animal it comes out literally the same day as this one came out october or october 27th um that's pretty cool yeah october 20 or yeah october 27th my brain is not reading what i'm seeing um crazy deluxe edition comes out new romantics is on there crazy times then when the world needed the most november 10th 2017 reputation i remember my wife not being stoked about this she's like what is she doing what is she doing and um i love reputation i gotta say it it's such a good album um the songs are fantastic the words, as always, I okay. I need to point out, Taylor Swift is a crazy, brilliant lyricist. Like her lyrics, whether or not they're tied to her actual life, and I think she's she said a lot of things like how how she really ties them from her own experience. But I've also seen like, you know, like uh, is it Evermore when she like kind of creates these fictional characters and like lives vicariously through them, right? Like, I think a lot of her stuff sounds like it's definitely from like personal experiences, which you know, what a life. Um, I think that's maybe, you know, what my song slack is no personal experience. Um, <laughs> just kidding. But, uh, she's so bold and she just throws it out there. And I think that's this crazy part is that so many of these songs have so much depth and layers. And like, there's even the songs that are so simple that you're like, wow, like that still hits. That still is such a line that you're like, it may not be the most clever line, but when she sings it and she says it and supports it with the other parts of the song, it's like, it's crazy then august 23rd why is august 23rd special wait do i have something on august 23rd august 23rd sounds very special for some reason oh wait does 1989 come out on october 23rd am i thinking of that for the 23rd for some reason Oh, I had to do it. Um, I'm Googling it right now. Um, actually, I'm not Googling it. I'm pulling up Taylor Swift's uh, Instagram. And I'm checking when uh, 1989 comes out, which says... Oh, it doesn't say. It just says soon. But I know it was announced. When does... Oh, October 27th. Okay, it was a 27th. I don't know why the 23rd special. I'm going to ignore it. Uh, sorry if you're the reason August 23rd is special. <laughs> I forgot your birthday or something. Um, 2019, though, Lover comes out. My wife was also about, like, what are some of these songs? I think she has a very love-hate relationship. 
uh, with this album because, you know, me is on it. And, you know, I'll defend me for the most part. Not my favorite song, no. But it's on there. Um, Lover is my favorite album. I think I have a very sentimental connection to Speak Now, as I was mentioning. But Lover is for sure my favorite album because of the songs that are on here. I mean, the art, I love, you know, my favorite color is pink. It's classic. It looks great. So rad. Um, great album, in my honest opinion. I think the era and style, especially like at the era's tour that I went to when I saw Taylor Swift, um, it just, it, it was so great. Such a beautiful performance put together in, in reference to this exact one here. And then Folklore comes out. Um, wait, I'm so confused. I was totally wrong about the release date of Folklore. What came out? The heck? No, it did. Because I have... Okay, this website is wrong. Because I'm going to pull it up on Spotify real quick. Um, this... Oh, maybe it's tracking the deluxe. Oh, this doesn't tell me date, does it? No. What the heck? I'm I'm honestly confused and baffled and maybe there's something going on here. Um August 18th is when the deluxe one came out, but it says folklore came out July 24th. Um which is weird because if I go to my song my album that I made, October 16th is a release date. She changed the release date. That is weird. I don't understand it, but because so, I I vividly remember, I put out the album on the same time, and then like Taylor announces it, and you know, of course people are gonna listen to hers over mine. Not a not a not a th second thought. But uh, my wife's cousin texted me and said I stopped listening to Taylor Swift to listen to your album, and you know that hit me. So that's why I vividly remember the date that it came out was the exact same day that like Taylor's finally put out some music again, which really was only like a year after. That's weird. Um, but then Evermore comes out. Actually, just later that year, when we were all like, oh my gosh, crazy, way more songs. And then Fearless Taylor's version, bunch of extra songs, Red Taylor's version, bunch of extra songs. Uh, I Bet You Think About Me, great song. Oops, I didn't mean to click on Chris Stapleton. Take me back. Um, Um, and then Midnight's, and that's a great one. So here's the deal. I got to say this, because I'm going to, I'm going to rank them. I've been getting a lot of people asking me about it. So, um, I need to talk about it. What is this? Midnight's 3 a.m. edition. It says... 
Oh, this is the writers of the songs. Yeah. Just looking at things. Um, I was just going to rank. And I think a lot of the supporting details as to why are already thrown in from what I've been talking about. But Lover's my favorite album. Reputation is next. Reputation, I listen to songs all the time. Great songs. I would then have to say Speak Now. And of course, the Taylor's version. Because it's fantastic. Um, it is just, it's so good. The, the Speak Now, like, it's the sentimental values that, that sticks with me. But then I would say after that, Midnight's. I love that album. It's actually really good. I think the music on it is fantastic. I'm, of course, looking towards Taylor re-releasing all of her own stuff. Because that's a feat in of itself. That's crazy. But I think there's some real good ones like Mastermind. Bejeweled. I even actually like Antihero a ton. It's a great one. Um, I do love the Bleachers remix more. Or the featuring Bleachers one, pardon. Uh, it's so good. But, you know, Taylor Swift, man. She's crazy. She blows my freaking mind every day. I just, I, I love listening to her stuff, the the whole deal that goes into it. And I know I'm rambling, but I just like, I'm, I'm like, I'm at a loss for what to say because it's so good. But, you know, I think, I think that's good. I've said it. I've said it all. Share your thoughts. Let me know what you think. Honestly, I'm interested to know more about your thoughts on Gua Sha than Taylor Swift. If you guys start guashing because of this, let me know because that changed my freaking life right now. Um, Guasha's crazy. Check it out. Learn some more. Get educated. Try it for yourself. Um, this is season three. I have said it before, but I don't know when the next album or the next uh, cover or the next, oh my gosh, um, the next episode will come out, but it will come out. I'll take it at a good pace, have a good time. And um, I'm excited to to bring some more content to you guys shortly um, because I want to keep doing this and I, I want to make it long, longevitable. And I know that's not a word, but I just uh, want to keep doing more and not burn myself out again. Uh, as I continue to grow and I continue to learn from this podcast and I continue to meet cool people and new perspectives and old perspectives, all the above. But you know what? Welcome to season three, baby. Till next time. Thanks again for listening to Dish Knows Nothing. Follow me on Instagram at Dishyman or email me at Dishyman at gmail.com. Hit me up with topics and questions that I can address on the show. Remember to rate and subscribe. It's truly appreciated. Take care and stay grinding.